so I was listening back to one of our podcasts just to make sure, you know, everything exported right. And I noticed that I have a hard time with certain words. <laughs> well, that's not a surprise. So, <laughs> so I think I pronounced the same word three different ways. <laughs> so it's like... Totally doesn't surprise Maintenance, me. maintenance, maintenance. Yeah, I, I, I think I remember that. Words are hard. Words are hard. Hi, I'm Scott. And I'm Brandy. And we're encouraging you to start cramming memories into everyday life. Hello and welcome to episode 10 of Cramming Memories. Welcome back, family. Episode 10. What, what? Yay! All right, today we're going to go through 10 things we didn't know when we started camping. Yeah, this is just a short list. We didn't know a lot when we started camping. Yeah, these are just 10 of the hundreds of things we had to learn. <laughs> Top 10. We're also going to chat about why we don't full-time camp. That's a thing. Totally a thing. We uh, follow a lot of people who full-time camp, and it's awesome. They're amazing families. It's a great possibility, but we're going to talk about why we don't. So stick around. everything when we started camping um no we knew a lot because we're research nerds we're research nerds and we also watch a lot of videos read a lot of blog posts um we visited a lot of dealerships lots of dealerships we walked through a lot of campers absolutely so we learned a lot yes but there were several things that we just really didn't realize so we thought we would highlight 10 of them for you right now here we go. So let's just hop into this. One thing we didn't realize was we didn't realize how much you have to think about going to the bathroom when you first start camping. Dude, so much thinking. Now, it becomes internalized once you get used to it. Right. And then you realize how much you have to think about it when you have guests in your camper and you have to explain to them how to flush the toilet. Yes. Yeah, so... I mean, once you get into camping and you're used to it, it's super easy, Absolutely. right? You know, to watch your black tank. Yes. You know, to not um, flush your black tank until it's at least two-thirds full. Always let it fill up before you empty it. Right. You need, you know to have water in the potty before you yeah, flush. Yeah, do that half press to oh get a little gosh. water in there. All the things. All the things. And then you just have to think about it. But now that we're used to it, we don't have to think about it. No. But it's definitely one thing we didn't realize whenever we started camping. Right. We didn't realize either how much RV toilet paper was a thing. It's a thing for sure. Yes. A lot of people don't use RV toilet paper. Mm -hmm, but you're a rule follower, so we do. Yeah, but we found what we like. It's really good stuff. I'm just going to throw it out there. It's Scott's RV toilet paper. Not your RV toilet no, paper. I wish I made my own <laughs> toilet paper because I'd be like rolling in dough right now. <laughs> be super nice but and no, it's every not podcast it would be brought to you by scott's toilet paper <laughs> oh man we missed out on that one we totally did but anyway scott's toilet paper walmart has it uh amazon has it it's it's a good medium it's between, a family fave <laughs> yeah so we just buy it 
and it just works. Anyway, thinking about going to the bathroom, using that toilet was something we didn't realize we were going to spend a lot of time doing. Planning trips. We plan trips. We do. But one thing that we learned right off the bat is if you want to go to Florida (laughs) or up the East Coast. In the next two years. (laughs) Yeah. You better plan out through next year. A lot of the local campgrounds, you can usually sneak in for a day during the week, maybe a weekend. But if you're looking for those three, four, five day blocks. Super hard. At the beach, up the East Coast. We haven't been that far out West yet. Um, You need to plan a year out because there are like three or four campgrounds in Florida. We would love to go stay. But Brandy's already checked. Even through next year, they're already booked. There's some sporadic dates. Right, but not like a week-long vacation. I'm having the hardest time finding anything. And we prefer state parks. And so these are all state parks that I'm looking at. And I cannot find a campsite for us. Yeah, now, if you're super flexible and you do travel full-time or you don't really have to take time off work, and you can just find a few days and then head off that same week, you can find cancellations. Right. For sure. But for people who have to plan and book time off, go ahead and start looking for those places where you want to camp a year out. Look for next summer. Right. Next fall. And go ahead and book those dates because most of the cancellation terms are very good. Absolutely. They usually don't charge you anything if you cancel within a month right. or two or three weeks out. Yeah. So if you think you're going to go there, go ahead and book it. <laughs> right. But don't overbook. That is a problem too. That People is true. People are sitting on these websites. They're booking a year out at multiple websites for the same weekend. Mm-hmm. Because they don't know which campground. Yeah, that is true. We have ran into that too. Yeah, so be polite. Don't overbook. But go ahead and book wherever you want to go. So definitely think about it and plan it out. Because that is something we did not think about whenever we first started camping. No, absolutely not. Meal prep. Yeah, we didn't realize how much we enjoyed planning ahead. Right. I don't meal prep for home, but I do for camping. No, this is our conversation most Saturday nights or Sunday afternoons. Hey, babe, are we going to go to the grocery <laughs> store? I don't want to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cool. Well, what are we going to eat next week? Um, Cereal. <laughs> <laughs> no, Brandy's a very good cook, but uh, planning it out is something... We didn't realize that we enjoyed doing. I do enjoy it when we go trips. Because what it does is it enables us to enjoy our trip Mm -hmm. and not worry about cooking a ton while we're there, even though we do cook because Brandy does prep. Why don't you tell us about some of the ways that you prep? Yeah, so if if what we're going to have while we're traveling requires ground beef to be browned, I'll go ahead and do that beforehand. Or bacon. We've cooked bacon prior to our trips though a lot of times it is really nice to have bacon cooking in the mornings at your campsite. Um, So I just try to do a lot of that. I'll chop up veggies um, before we go to put put them in Ziplocs or a little container so that it saves space in the fridge. So I think that's really a big reason why I started meal prepping when we do go on our trips because we have a six cubic foot refrigerator and if we're going to be gone for seven days for four people, that space is super limited. So one of my favorite things Brandy does is she'll do like a meal in a Ziploc bag. Yes. 
and we do some crock pot meals. Yes, we do. And we'll buy the crock pot liners. Mm-hmm. So whenever we Everything's get done, super easy. you don't have to wash that thing, <laughs> which is spectacular. Yeah, it's super easy. So um, we didn't realize how much you had to meal prep. Yep. If you enjoy that. True story. <laughs> <laughs> and we do because it makes our trips a lot more a enjoyable. A lot easier, yes. All right, here's my word. I'm going to say it all different ways. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Maintenance, maintenance, maintenance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Wherever you're from, I just said it in whatever dialect that you're used to hearing. (laughs) This is kind of partially true. We didn't realize how much maintenance. So I did a lot of research. So I kind of knew about the, you know, you need to seal things. You need to watch seals. You need to wash things. You need to flush out your water heater once a year. You need to sanitize your fresh water. Maybe I didn't realize how addicting maintenance <laughs> is for me. Cause That's I, true. Because it is something that I do enjoy doing. And then if I don't do it, I get paranoid about it. Um. Yeah, you totally talk about it all the time. Go out and check the seals if they need to be done. You're always in in one of our windows looking out at the top of the camper seeing if anything is messed up on top or oh it's dirty it might need to be washed again (laughs) yeah this is something we did an episode a couple back for what we do for our maintenance that pretty much covered what i do top to bottom for our what maintenance (laughs) (laughs) it's i'm sorry it's one or the other i don't i don't know (laughs) words are difficult people so i did kind of realize how much that you have to do it but i did not realize how much I would enjoy it slash sometimes loathe it if I was just didn't have time. That's usually if I had all the time in the world and I had a big shop, I could back this thing in where it was out of the sun. You would pet it all the time. Oh man, this, this thing would be spotless. (laughs) I mean, it would stay spotless and just ready to rock. But anyway, we didn't realize how much maintenance, especially I would want to do on it to maintain it the way I deem it necessary. Yep. But there are a lot of people who don't do half the maintenance that I do that still don't have problems. That's right. And they still enjoy their camper. So maybe this is not a problem for you. No. Hey, baby. Hey. I'm sorry for what I said when we were backing up the camper the other day. Truer words have never been spoken. Yeah, that's a, that's a true <laughs> statement. So we didn't realize how much a challenge that it was working as a team to back the camper up, get things set up. Yes. It is something, and as a as a as a man who enjoys doing things for my family and getting them done very efficiently and right the first time, so they don't have to be burdened with it, it was hard for me to let go of some of that and then let the family help. <laughs> yeah, still okay. It's still hard for me to let say, go. Of some all of right, that. remember last week when um no. Yeah, your left and my left don't always mean the same things. Yeah, and if we want to go back to the backing up thing, that that is something that you have to learn or teach each other. Um, from a young age, we rode dirt bikes. We had trailers. When you say we, you mean I you. mean me. <laughs> yeah. So if you if you're around it and you're backing a trailer up or hooking a trailer up, you don't have to say words. You use hands. You use signals and grunts. Okay, see, I didn't grow up like that. I don't know. So as you're backing someone up, this is way before backup cameras, you use your hand signals, then you show how much space you have left, and when your hands 
hit together and you went, woo! That meant you're good and to go. And while he's explaining this to you, he's also doing the hand motions just so you can have happens. a visual. So this is something that we've had to work on. Um, I think we've kind of settled on um, the backup cameras are great help. <laughs> yes, yes. We're definitely like that's next on our list to purchase for the back of the camera or the back of the camper. Yeah, because the backup camera on my truck is great to hook up. Um, right. When backing the uh, camper up, kind of some of the things we've had to talk through that if you don't own a camper yet or if you've only been on a couple trips is basically as a, as a driver backing up, I only need her to tell me what I can't see. And I don't so, know what you can't yeah. see. <laughs> so as I'm backing up, if I can see the left side out of my mirror, I don't need to know what's going on over here. I need her on the right side with the phone or the radio telling me what's directly behind me and on that, you know, that side. And men need specifics, like not you're close. It's 12 inches and you're trashing this trailer. I need stuff like that. So we're actually still, I can tell by the look on her face, we're actually still working through this. <laughs> we're learning. Yeah. This, this may be the topic of our first marriage podcast. So we'll do like a little mini marriage podcast in the, in the middle of the week. There you go. But anyway, backing up the camper, doing, you know, doing some of the setup stuff. We didn't realize how much of a challenge that would be with each other. Um, recommendation there is go ahead and decide what each person is going to do. That's true. That I think if helpful. you do that, that would be very helpful. Yep, I think that's good. Relax. Don't do it when you want to get to it. Um, yeah. That's 80s. It is. It's my jam. <laughs> that's when I was raised, 80s and 90s. Yeah, come on. God, so Let's good. Just be honest. All right. We didn't realize how hard it would be to relax it's once we got our true. camper. That is very true. You're very task oriented. Yeah. I'm very lazy. I'm okay with <laughs> You're sitting. Not lazy. I'm okay with sitting in a chair and reading a book. That is not that is not something you enjoy doing. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm like lean, you know, lean the chair back. Whew, this is nice. All right. What's next? Let me go look around a camper to make sure there's nothing that I need to do. Yeah. Oh no, there's a bug on the truck. Let me take that down to the car wash and spray it off. It's true. So yeah, um, I didn't realize learning how to relax while camping um, would be such a challenge. And this is mainly me. This mm -hmm. this is definitely me. Um, I think one of the things that we have learned though is we do use the camper as home base right. for a lot of trips. Yeah. So we are busy and we're using it as a glorified hotel. Yes. Not a lot of relaxing going on during those trips. Yeah, during a lot of our bigger ones, that's very true. But the ones that are closer to home, where we're just staying there, it is nice to be able to finally settle in. And this is why we've kind of came up with a, a three-day rule. Oh, absolutely. It, yeah, if we're going close to home is if we can at least stay for three days, we probably wouldn't go. Yeah. Because it takes me one day to quit looking at my phone. Mm -hmm. It takes me day two to quit walking around the camper and walking around the campground feeling like I've got to move all the time or do something. So by day three... You're settled in. I'm settled in. Yeah, and that's very true. that night of day three, I'm like, what can I pack up so we don't exactly. have to do it tomorrow? Golly, yeah. <laughs> but that's so true. I mean, we've had to learn how to just unplug and unwind. I think some of our favorite um, times have been when we're in campsites where, golly, Wi-Fi just doesn't work. Very true. And I've even mentioned um, we've camped a lot as our home base. And as we're driving home, I do tell Brandy, I don't feel like we've camped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
You do miss that. It's like, a different experience. It absolutely is. We do enjoy sitting around a campfire at night. I mean, just that relaxation, the quiet hearing, the the crickets chirping or, you know, what have you. We do enjoy that and just kind of sitting and relaxing. And if we don't have that, you're right. We don't feel like we've had just a restful time. Definitely. So one of the things we didn't know whenever we started camping is how much of a challenge it would be to just calm down quit doing things, unplug, and relax. So camping doesn't mean you have to drive six hours away. No, not at all. Whenever we started camping, there was a local um, historical state park that Mm -hmm. we went to. That that was kind of our campground. Right. And then once we bought our pop-up and we bought our first camper and now this one, we didn't realize how many places there were close to our house. Oh, man, it's amazing. When you start exploring your state, your community, your region, um, when you start looking for camping ideas or even just places to go visit, there is so much near you. There is. And um, you can check out a lot of uh, campground review websites. Um, what's one of them that we love? We love Campendium. Campendium is a is a good one. We, we actually leave some reviews on there to try to help the community out. And um, You need to help the community out yeah, too. Some of these are old and they've got old pictures and, and they don't represent what the campground looks like right. today. And people need current pictures. Right. So leave reviews. Leave reviews, take pictures. It actually helps everybody out. So, um, but yeah, we didn't realize how much there was to do within 30 or 45 minutes of our home. Mm -hmm. It really makes you appreciate uh, what's going on around you in Mm -hmm. your own community. Yeah. So one of the things that we definitely suggest doing is our state tourism has an amazing website that has a huge list of events throughout the year and every year it's updated. And so I'm always checking out that website to see um, what are events near us or even in the region or even a few hours drive away. We love um, local festivals and stuff, and it's just always so much fun. We've learned so many things about um, events and places throughout our state because of our local state tourism board. Another thing we didn't realize whenever we first started camping and we could almost fill the blank in with any word on this, <laughs> but we didn't realize how many opinions campers have, including us. Absolutely. There's a lot of opinions. So if you're just getting into camping or um, or just thinking about it, um, don't let the naysayers and the people with tons of negative opinions sway you. Absolutely. Because they will tell you, you you bought the wrong hitch. Yep. You bought the wrong truck. You bought the wrong camper. You bought the wrong camper because everything brand X makes is a piece of junk. Right. Which is not true because I was in the car business for a long time. I was on the service side, not on the sales. And the only people that ever talk about the car that they bought negatively are the ones that had problems. Absolutely. So you don't hear about the thousands that never have problems. Mm -hmm. You only hear about the people who have problems. So... Like we've always said on other podcasts, um, whenever you're looking at different campers, try to um, look at as many as you can. Mm-hmm. Um, ask people's opinions, but don't just take the naysayers. Ask for positive stuff, too. And buy the camper that you walk in and you physically look at because they're all built by human hands. And some of them are built on Friday at 430, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> Yeah, that's true, too. All right. So lots of opinions out there, but don't let it deter you. Yes. Let it educate you. All right. This is Brandy's favorite. Oh. 
What is one thing you didn't realize whenever you first started camping? Um, that I can't plug in my flat iron and make a cup of coffee at the same time. Not with the air on. No. <laughs> <laughs> We've actually talked about this, and a brandy wants to know in the past podcast the difference between thirty and fifty amp. It doesn't really matter because those are all those are all split up. But it is something you have to learn is how to manage your power usage. Yes, that's not a bad thing. No, I think we indulge ourselves in whatever we want to do whenever we want to do it. Well, yeah. Pretty much that's our culture that we live in. Yeah. I mean, it definitely does. When we're camping, I have to take a step back and think about all the usage and what's going on before I do anything. And it's yeah. always me, but whatever. It's not. It's <laughs> not. It's like, you know, it's like all of us. But um, that is something we didn't realize that, that we would have to manage. But as you camp more and as you learn, we don't think about it. Absolutely. Like, we that don't is so think true. about going to the bathroom and having to <laughs> put water back in the toilet or whenever you flush, we always tell friends who come and visit, count to five Mississippi because <laughs> you want enough water to flush everything. Now, we don't think about it. We just do it. And it's the same thing with the power usage now. We just kind of know which devices you can run and which ones that you can't with yeah. other ones going on. You mm-hmm. have to shut certain things down whenever you want to do other things. Yep, that's but true. But it is something we didn't know whenever we started camping. Very true. Final one. It's the last one. This is it. If you've hung with us, This is awesome. Good times. Good times, man. So we didn't realize how much we would love it. We knew we liked it. Yeah. Or else we wouldn't have spent our money on it. Yeah. It has definitely become something that we love very, very much. We look forward to our next trip all the time. We're always planning our next one. As soon as we come home, we think about where we want to go next. Um, We make sure that the camper's always ready for our next trip to where we can go somewhere at a moment's notice if we plan to yeah that's true so we do love it as a as a couple and as our kids get older and they start doing their own thing uh, they've got college they've got careers coming up yeah um, I really feel this is something Brandy and I will do for a long time as long as we can I think so too um, in whatever shape or form whether it means a smaller camper a bigger camper or whatever we we do like it we we like the way um, it makes you feel whenever you can travel like this with your own house or camper behind so you. So nice. It is very nice. And we absolutely love talking about it. We love to see people's faces when they've never been in a camper <laughs> and when they've never <laughs> so camped. Surprising. And they come and hang out and they're, they're shocked. like a little house. Yeah. <laughs> I love that. They're shocked you're not wiping yourself with a leaf out back. I mean, yeah, it is. It's, it's so lovely. It I is mean, really great. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that we just enjoy, and I think it's definitely a lifestyle that we have embraced, and we love talking to friends about it and sharing with them about it, and um, golly, it's just, it's been something that's been good for us. It has been good for us. So this will be the second part of our marriage podcast is (laughs) find something you can both have interest in, Uh and believe you me, it does go a long way. So we did not realize how much we would love it whenever we started camping. All right, that was 10 things. We could probably keep going of 100 things we really didn't know. Yeah. But those are 10 kind of off the top of our head, kind of abstract, not technical things that we really didn't know a ton about whenever we started camping. So don't be discouraged as as you grow in your camping Mm -hmm. career. What's it called? What do you know? Career, hobby, lifestyle? Sure. Lifestyle. Don't be discouraged as you grow your (laughs) camping lifestyle. 
All right, we're going to catch our breath for just a second, and we're going to come back, and we're going to talk about the whole uh, full-time lifestyle and uh, why that's just not for us right now. So stick around. Welcome back. Welcome back, Brandy. Oh, you too, Scott. So glad you came back. <laughs> I know. All right. We're going to chat for just a second about um, why we don't full-time camp right now. Um, it is really cute. We've been out several times um, because we do homeschool. Right. And we do have a little more flexibility to, to try to take trips during um, off-season. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll be in campgrounds with a bunch of mamas and papas. It's the best. It is the best because it's, 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 you know, it's quiet. And I love to talk to mamas and papas. They have a lot of wisdom. Absolutely. But um, we do get questioned a lot. That They're like, oh, are you full-time families? Yes, golly. I cannot tell you how many times we have been asked that. I wish I could say yeah. Right. But we just want to let you know why we're not right now. And I, I think the number one reason is our jobs are not location independent. No, they're not. And we're pretty happy with where we are in our careers. And um, I think for now, this is where we're supposed to be. Totally. So... Um, we're going to do this weekend and vacation trips and try to do some some local stuff for as long as we can till our next season in life and see where that takes us. Um, we started camping kind of as a hobby vacation option. Oh, yeah. Right? And if you listen to episode one. Right. It tells you how we got How we got how to we got where here. we are. Um, so we didn't go out to buy a camper to live in full time. This was more of a recreation thing. Right. Um, we, we do watch a lot of full-time families on social media. Oh goodness. Yes. There's several that we've actually, it's, it's funny how social media works and videos is you almost become part of their family. But if you saw them out, it'd be like, well, this is kind of weird. They don't know who I am. (laughs) Yeah, I don't want to be a creeper (laughs) and like run up to them. But um, a lot of those guys are doing it and doing it well, and kudos to them. We are so excited. We love learning from the full-time community, and I really think that we've learned a lot from the full-time community. Yeah, those guys definitely go out into the forefront and take some of these longer trips, and they go to far-off places because they right. can take two- and three-month-long trips and still work at a distance and mm-hmm. still school yeah, from it, their camper. It's amazing to watch these families and how because of their family situations, how they're able to be full-time families. And um, like I said, we have gleaned so much from them. And it also has made us dream a lot more, I think, especially um, given us a desire to visit locations that we hadn't considered just because of we're watching full-time families go to these great places. For sure. And as, you know, like I said, uh, there are seasons in everybody's life. Um, Whenever I was in college, I took a... um, business psychology class. So Brandy said I was indoctrinated with this. <laughs> it's, it's not a real thing. No, but you totally, you totally yeah, consider it. I think I bought into time. it. Absolutely. Um, this was in the nineties when I was in college and, um, they said that, um, pretty much my generation, um, I don't even know what generation I am. I'm definitely not a millennial. Oh, am, gosh, am I no. Gen Xer? I think we are. I don't know. Whatever we are. We're like old now. But um, they said Gen Xers, if that's what I am, 
I was born in 76. You can do the math. The bicentennial baby. I've got all the $2 bills <laughs> and the 1976 quarters. So that's awesome. They said the, the average person would have three careers in their lifetime. So we are totally different from our parents and definitely our grandparents mm-hmm. that from 18 years old to 68 would work in the same plant right, the same or the job same forever. job or the same county job. It's just everything's changed. You have to be versatile. And I think that's something that uh, my generation was probably the first one to really have to start. Um, you have to know where to pivot. Oh, yeah. Or if you don't, you get left behind. And that's very true, especially so, in today's society because things move so quickly. Definitely. And I'm on uh, vocation number two. <laughs> so so you've got one more I've in got you. one more. So when I've become irrelevant in my current <laughs> vocation, so I'll have to figure out what I'm going to do for my third one. But we've actually talked about that after the kids um, get out of college and they're doing their own thing. What do we want to do? Um, do we want to look for something that's a little more location and you know independent? Because really, we're we are charged with training the next generation up. So mm-hmm. at some point, I've got to let go of what I'm doing and let the next generation start doing what I'm doing. Absolutely. So what are we going to do for that next pivot? And um, we've kind of talked about that. We haven't. We, we probably really need to talk more in depth about it. It's going to be here so, before we know it. Yeah, maybe um, career number three will be that location independent that would kickstart uh, being able to full-time RV and camp and move around. Who mm-hmm. knows? One option that I favor, though, and I've actually kicked this around. Um, a lot. A lot. I'll talk about it a lot. Um, but that's okay. You have to talk about stuff, flush out ideas. I love the idea of having a small home base house mm-hmm. with a garage. You got to have a garage. For the camper. For the maintenance, maintenance, <laughs> maintenance. <laughs> for all that stuff um, that you can live in that's small. It doesn't need a lot of maintenance on the house, right? Right. Um, as you get older, you don't have to do a lot of painting and climbing on the roof to clean out gutters. But you have the area where you can keep your camper right next to it ready to rock. So if you did, and if you have the option to work where it's a location independent job, you can leave that house for two, three, four week long stints and not have to worry about it because it's small. Mm-hmm. So that that's kind of what I'm leaning toward now as, as we grow into our next stage of life. Um so that is another option to where even though you may be kind of part full timers, <laughs> you still have that home base to come back to. And I've read a lot of older campers who are in their um, golden ages, right? We're not there yet. No, not We're yet. still middle aged. That's right. But um, one of their biggest worries is they're out traveling and they don't have anywhere to come back to if they have a health problem. Yeah. They break a hip, right? Um what if their rig breaks down? What if it's catastrophic? Right. And you have to total your rig. Um, having that home base, I think, answers that. Mm-hmm. It definitely so helps. So that's what intrigues me right now. Oh, yeah. That sounds that sounds very dreamy, for sure. I'm uh, dreaming, for sure. But that's okay. I dreams mean, I think are good. Dreams are totally good. I think we dream, you and I dream a lot. And I think we dream a lot more since we started camping because it's helping us see possibilities that we didn't know were out there. All right. Thank you guys, as always, for listening to episode 10. 
we talked about 10 things we didn't know whenever we started camping. Then we chatted a little bit about why we're not full-timers and maybe where we see ourselves in the next 15 or 20 years, God willing. And um, we definitely want to thank you for listening. We definitely want you to subscribe to the podcast, like it. Um, If you could leave us a review on iTunes, that always helps. Yeah, we would like for people to find us. It helps all the little (laughs) iTunes people find us. And also, uh, check out our Facebook page. We're trying to get it up and going. So if you're out there on Facebook, give it a like. Uh, We love to interact with people, and we would love to uh, chat with you and hear your thoughts about camping. Yes, please join our community and um, share your camping adventures with us, and we would love to continue to share ours with you. And we're encouraging you to start cramming memories into everyday life.